0: This is JJ, and you're listening to my dad and the Broken Ashy podcast. Enjoy. What's up, y'all? It's Jo back for another episode of the Broken Ashy podcast. This is episode 15. Yeah, um, 15 is my favorite number. Um, I I have loved that number since I was a kid. Uh, one summer I had to come down to Virginia to play AAU with uh my uncle, uh, AAU team, and like the only number that they could give me at the time was the number fifteen and at the time like the only person that had that number was like Latrell Sprewell and he was coming fresh off choking his coach and I was like, Man, I don't want this number but long story short, I ended up killing that summer and like I don't know, it was like like one of the best summers of my life. Like it was ninety eight. Uh I was listening to Cameron's uh Confessions of Fire at the time and I was out in Woodbridge, Virginia. With all the military kids and playing at the Chin Center and the Boys and Girls Club out there. So if you know those areas you're probably laughing. If not then but yeah, like the, the number fifteen just is always uh been my favorite since that time and I've always decided to just stay with it. Um the reason why fifteen is so synonymous is because today I have a special announcement to make. Well not really special, more so uh more so kind of sad because uh today is going to be the last episode of the broken ashy podcast uh yeah sorry guys i'm sorry to to put the news out there for you this is the final episode of the broken ashy now a lot of you guys might have uh listened to the black album in 2003 when it came out jay-z had a line where he said uh grand opening grand closing he lied though because <laughs> literally like the next summer he was on like three remixes and still putting out quality uh music but the reason why i i'm going to call this podcast the black podcast is because i'm still going to leave the window open but i i do have a special announcement to make um per my last episode with uh Dr. B Rob Bridget um we basically just decided that uh you know, like the chemistry was just so good. Um Early, like the initial feedback of my like earlier episodes was like, "Yo, this show would be like eight times doper if you had like a female with you." And the feedback that I I I get from the episodes with Bridget has just been phenomenal. So we're just gonna go ahead and just and just do one together. Now I'm not saying that I might not at some point pick up and resume the uh, the greatness that is the Broken Ashy podcast but what i realized is that it would be better just to you know team up with somebody so i'm gonna do like a little drum roll the name of uh bridget and i podcast is gonna be called out of pocket and we're gonna be recording that um sometime this week and hopefully i can get those we can get these fire episodes to you guys immediately but yeah today's like the unofficial well it's actually the official announcement of the broken ashy podcast so I know, I, I know, I can't believe, like, I, I got, I made it to 15, and the love and feedback has been overwhelming and tremendous, because, like, um for a while there, like, my boy, my boy, Rod SB, I mentioned him a couple podcasts ago, uh well, he was on a couple podcasts ago, excuse me, like, he wanted to do a podcast a long time ago, and I was like, bro, I don't, we're we gonna, we're gonna sound and look silly on here, but like this is something that i like i I found the love and, and passion for i I mean i don't have tack stone like audience or like bill burr or any of these guys hell i might not have a a, a guy selling mixtapes audience i mean i get i get good feedback per episode like a couple couple hundred listens and i mean that's strong for somebody of my caliber who's like basically like a nobody but yeah um this is just something that i found a passion for and that i, I really enjoy and just the fact that people take their time out each week, you know, to listen and uh, critique and say, yo, I, I mess with it. Because if you think about it, like, you only granted 24 hours in a day. So the fact that somebody's willing to take an hour or two hours, hell, I had a three-hour joint, and to take the, the three hours to even listen was kind of crazy. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bridget and I are going to be starting the podcast, the Out of Pocket um podcast, coming real soon. It's going to be kind of with the broken ass she was, or like if you listen to our episodes before, just a continuation of that. Like, cause she's ten times smarter than me. Like, she has a PhD and uh, she's really educated. So like, her opinions are like factual, and she comes, she's coming with statistics and things that I. I I don't even know about terminology and words that I have to go grab at the thesaurus or th- a, th- a dictionary to even understand what she's saying sometimes. So it's like that's always dope. And then you know me, I I have my opinions that just come strictly from just being an archaic man and having off the wall logic. So uh yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. So, uh first things first. This week this this week has been a big week, man. We had uh we had the All-Star Game in L.A. We had the release of Black Panther. My guy, Nipsey Hussle, he dropped the long-anticipated victory lap, which everybody's been waiting for. I know myself included. Um, but, yeah, I wanted to start this episode off and just talk about New York City game culture, man. Like, <sighs> <all> right, this, <laughs> this is going to be like one of the, the last sides of the Broken Ashy, but... I don't understand New York City gang culture. Granted, I understand in the 90s, we had the whole Rikers Island flooded with Latin Kings and the Yetis running it. So the blacks seemed some, some place to look. So the bloods formed. And from there, we got Crips and all of that. Shout out to uh, Pistol Pete and the whole sex money murder. And everybody out there, claiming that non-tray and all of that but that's not ours man that is all la that is la and honestly in my opinion you look goofy like you look so goofy as a grown man with a flag talking about oh this my set this my set like i don't even know if i'm saying his name right takashi 6969 like we need we need role mo- we need role models and OGS to like to be that in the community because there's no reason why this dude to Kakashi six nine should be repping New York because he is not with New York and bodies like. First of all, this dude has a rainbow colored hair. He has a rainbow grill. Like, where you even get a rainbow grill at? Like, you're not going to the Coliseum or you're not going to the shit and they making you a rainbow grill without looking at you like you're a goofball like and then the fact that he's from Brooklyn and it looks like matter of fact not even looks cuz he he posted a video right so oh, this is going to be on, on my New York City listeners laugh like this man was at Utica like if, like near boys and girls high school and if you're familiar with that area you know how heavy the police presence is over there and this man is recording a video talking about oh i'm in the hood i'm in the hood like bro like oh my god like that burns my soul to no avail because what Jay Z Jay Z said a long time ago he was like, I don't be in the project hallway talking about how I be in the project all day. Like, okay, like everybody's from the hood, man. We get it. We get it. Everybody's from the hood, man. Just cause you go to the hood and you go to the safest area, like that's like me going to one twenty fifth and I'm standing in front of Magic Johnson Theater and I'm just like, Yeah, I'm in the hood. Where these dudes be at? Like, bro, you in like the safest area. Why don't you travel down the block to Gates or Quincy? Or and, and do do something like that. Not saying I condone violence, but just saying don't be in these areas perpetuating stupidity, man. And then you you antagonizing LA gang members, and then it's gonna be if you when he went out there and would have got touched. Well, I, I apparently he didn't get touched because I I was like I kept refreshing DJ Academic's page, trying to see what would happen with him. Seeing that like I had like a little Takashi six nine tracker, seeing if he would get touched. Not not wishing that i would want something to happen to him but there has to be consequences and repercussions for like actions out here like you can't just be moving silly like you out here threatening these dudes like this is their livelihood like not saying i condone any of this because again this is all something that i i not saying i don't understand it. i get it but i understand the la side of it more than i would understand somebody from new york city repping a gang color that has nothing to do with them. But like don't be out here antagonizing gang members and you talk about oh I'm good everywhere. And like who are these guys that run with him man? Like who are these dudes? Like like this is like it's just disgusting man. And then you got Cardi talking about the whole flu thing. Like Rick Ross said a long time. Not not Rick Ross the drug dealer, but Rick Ross the rapper said red or blue don't matter. Get green. Like that's what we need to be concerned about. Like y'all, y'all talking about a, a a flag that 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 has honestly no ties to us. It has no ties to us on the East Coast. Like it doesn't have any ties to us. And y'all out here repping this, looking stupid. And y'all got all these little kids and even grown men like dog like if you 30 and you you just join the gang kill yourself man like because it's that's just stupid like it's stupid and people don't even realize what the whole premise of the gang was initially gangs were were there to protect the, the community from from the onslaught of crooked police and the whites who wanted to do us home. And now it's just out here, just you, you banging over a color that means nothing to you. It, I'm not, again, this is not being applied to people in LA where it originated. This is from people from New York, the five boroughs, even the whole East Coast. Like, kill that, man. Just, just stop it. You're like, y'all look goofy. Like, I was going to talk about this later in the podcast, but it's just, so. it's like a, such a powerful line to me. And uh, on Nipsey's uh, new album, Victory Lap, he had a line well, he said uh, third-generation gangbangers. And that line, like, it resonated with me. Because, like, if you think about it now, like, we what? with three generations removed from, from slavery? Maybe maybe a little more, but around that same pocket. And you got to realize that people, like, in the, in the West, they live and die over this. Like, they, they, they're great-grandfathers, great-grandmothers. They, they were born into this culture. This is something that they, they know about. Now, again, I'm saying this for the fourth time. I'm not condoning this, but I'm just saying this is a culture. This is their lifestyle. This is what they know. Bro, your mom sent you the PS219 or two whatever. Like, this is not anything you know. Like, this isn't isn't for us. And for y'all to be out here just making us look silly, man, like, and the fact of the matter is it's always – they got to realize – y'all got to realize that, like, it's – it's the media's job to hype this up. So as the media is hyping up him, Sakashi, and all that is going on, as soon as as soon as somebody would have got hurt or got killed, the first thing would have been stop the violence rally or another gang bang incident. Like it's, it's just not that, it's just one goofy person just stepping on toes where they have no place. I, I really want us this year as a, as a whole, as a black community to stop supporting goofiness. like. If you see anything that's goofy, don't support it. Like, like, there's no reason why this this man should be getting any shine. Like, again, I'm not knocking this young man because he's out here trying to earn a living. But at the same time, he's earning a living, promoting poison and death. Like, people die for this every day. There's people who die. Like, they, they ride on that color. They ride for that lifestyle because that's what they know on the West. On the East, give it up, man. First of all, it's, it's gang police all over through the city. Y'all making blocks hot where dudes is trying to eat and feed their families, and then the city the city isn't that same energy from before. Like y'all trying, y'all trying to perpetuate a, a style of a city who's gentrified. Like how you how you gang next to a, a on a block where there's a cheese a cheese store and three 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 Starbucks. Like that don't even sound right, man. Like we just gotta focus our energy on something new and different, man. And I was just real disgusted by that, but on another note, the All Star Game was 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 one of the best ones I've seen in a long time, and I'm I'm glad that the NBA changed the format because for a long time, it was just uh just straight, you know what I mean, slaughters for three quarters, and then one team would try to play catch up. But I'll say this to I I say that to say this that. If LeBron and Kevin Durant were ever on the same team, it would be rest in peace for the entire NBA because just seeing those two brothers together was something that like I've never seen before. And yeah, that was real dope. Yo, we really gotta we really gotta reevaluate the Dunk contest because that that burned my soul. That was one of the uh the low points of the night. Not saying that the dunks were trash, but the judges. Like why the why the F word was DJ Khaled judging anything? I have $500 to anybody right now who can show me a video of DJ Khaled jumping higher than three inches. Like, this man is sitting here judging superstar athletes. Not even superstar, but, like, just freakishly good athletes. And this man has done nothing but dance around with his shirt off and wear tacky Jordan jumpsuits. Like, whose man is this? Why was he there? And then Chris Rock, I love Chris Rock to death, one of my favorite comedians of all time. Chris Rock is about athletic as my grandmother at Rucker Park in the summertime. Like, why was he there judging? Like, we need to have real judges there because it was some crazy dunks, and these dudes was giving eights and sevens. Like, bro, y'all couldn't do this on a nerf a Nerf hoop. So, for the fact that y'all sitting here giving low scores was, was pretty disturbing to me. But, yeah, um, I enjoyed the dunk contest for what it was worth. And shout out to Devin Booker, man. Like, I think I I think I'm a Suns fan on the low because I, I the light what's up with the can we talk about the light skin dudes for a second like for a while the NBA the NBA was ran by straight black dudes, straight dark skin brothers, and now we got this light skinned coalition that's just like they t- they tied like they coming back and they just ready to you know make make things happen like I had no idea that Devin Booker would win the three point contest and that was that was pretty dope to me. So yeah, shout out to All-Star weekend. Um I forgot where it's going to be at next year. I, I want to say, uh, is it Houston? No, I think it was Houston the year before. Uh, I can't remember, but shout out to L.A. Shout out to everybody that was out there having a good time. Uh, that was that was a good look. I saw a lot of people that I knew out there celebrating and living life. I didn't see y'all at the games, though. I, I I mean, I guess it doesn't make sense to go to the games because the tickets are probably, like, millions of dollars. Well, not millions, but I'm just saying, like, ridiculously priced and just not something that's worth spending for a weekend, so. I mean, I'm gonna try to make it out to one one time. So let's see what it's looking like. Um, yeah, as I mentioned before, my man Nipsey, man, I want I want you guys to understand that hip hop is like it's a language for some people, and for me, like I I love the culture so much because it's like when you listen to let me let me rephrase that when you listen to good hip hop when you listen to good rap music, it it puts you in that in a vibe like you like you're there like when i heard like life after death like i felt like i was in the studio with biggie like i knew who dark jermaine was like i i i felt these these feelings and i i didn't want to wear suede in the rain like I, i felt those emotions so i've never been to california i've never been a crip or any gang affiliated person in my whole life but when i listen to victory lap you don't just get that vibe you get more it's like I, I I would link it to, like, a young Jeezy thug motivation. Like, that's the feeling I get when I listen to, the, to Nipsey's new album, Victory Lap. Like, you just see this young brother who had, like, ambition and, and dreams and hopes. And he's finally bringing that to light. And it's just, like, a beautiful thing. And just the fact that uh he remained independent for so long. Like, just waiting. Like, somebody said a long time ago, I think that it takes 10 years to become an overnight celebrity. And I want to say around 2009 was the first time that I heard a Nipsey Hussle song. So, if you figure from 2009 to now, I mean, he's had music out, but he hasn't really had, like, a a mainstream hit or anything like that. But, like, he's well-respected around the industry. And it was just always something about him that I, 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 I liked. Like, he had the Crenshaw mixtape. But what really made me become a Nipsey fan was the uh, the marathon uh, documentary that he had did. It was like with him talking about the story that he had in Crenshaw and just the the whole come up the coming of age story and everything. And that just made me a big fan. Just seeing the fact that this young brother thought bigger than just buying chains and, and, and cars. That he was actually trying to like give give jobs and uh, opportunities to brothers who may have otherwise been overlooked. Within their community, that's what we need more of, man. Like, like I, I say this all the time. Like, every other ethnic background is is passing us because we we don't we don't we have this crabs in the barrel mentality where we just don't want to like stick together. And not saying that we need to look to musicians and other other entertainers to, to, to to uh to to make that blueprint for us. But I'm just saying like what he's doing it could is like it could show brothers and sisters that if we just stick together out here, we would be alright. Like I hate to reference Kendrick Lamont here, but I'm just saying we would be alright. But yeah, like we would be fine and I think the time has come when we all just need to realise that like it's bigger than us. Like we gotta think about the future generations. We gotta think about what's the the lasting impact of the African American community gonna be in the long run because you can't keep moving the way we moving. So just to hear Victory Lap and him speak on some subjects like that, it was was very impressive. And I think it's an album that all you guys should check out. Like he has a song with Kendrick Lamar called Dedication. I'm not a big Kendrick fan as I used to be, but the song Dedication just him and Kendrick are just like both just speaking on some real topics on there. And I also think that any time that an artist has like Diddy on their project, like I think about game with the documentary too. I'm trying to think of recent artists that might have had a a song with Diddy. Like anytime that artist has a song with Diddy on it on it on their joint, it's like motivational and just it gets you in that mood. And he has a song with Diddy that did that for me too. But yeah, like I'm I'm not sitting here trying to plug the whole uh Nipsey Hussle album. But yeah, if you get a chance check it out, it was really good. Um So yeah. The moment that we all been waiting for happened this weekend. <sighs> I was trying to, I was, well, I'm, I'm still going to talk about it with uh, Bridget, but Black Panther came out, and I'm not going to lie to you guys, <laughs> this, this movie was phenomenal, like, I, I kind of, I don't know what I expected when I went to go see it, like, honestly, I didn't have much expectation for it because I'm not a comic book person i know not the slightest characters i know not any of the lineage i i don't know anything like i've seen the batman joints because i know about batman but like i i made a i watched the toby maguire uh spider-mans and i saw uh, i want to say maybe like 30 minutes of captain america before i quit and i was just like all right this is this is it for me with the uh actually i'm lying i i saw uh the first Avengers with, with, with Junior, and even, I'm not going to lie, I fell asleep on that, because I, I, I guess I never, like, uh I never embraced it, because for a lot of reasons, like, when I was younger, I wanted to be at the park, I wanted to play ball, like, I, I didn't want to be inside, like, playing with action figures, like, I never had action figures as a kid, because that just wasn't something I was into, like, I would play video games, and try to draw, like, with my cousin but i i didn't have an interest in action figures or superheroes so that like the only superhero that i could honestly say that i liked was uh was was Shaq Fu a superhero no he wasn't even a superhero like i didn't have any interest in any of this so last year when i seen everybody going crazy for black panther i just figured uh uh how this uh we, we get in a little piece of the pie so everybody could just shut up man but i was i was wrong man like this movie is everything and more like it lived up to the hype and, and and then some because i hate to go back to these narratives but the fact that it was an all black cast was 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 great i did see a meme where it said it was like all black everything then i had like some white people who had to, uh like doing like lighting and like uh camera moving and stuff like that but just just the fact that uh it was all black and also shout out to tyler perry man like for years i've slandered tyler perry because i was like bro madea needs to be madea is, if we keeping it a buck if we being honest with ourselves madea is a mystery show like it's a, it's a black man a six what six, four, two two hundred pound built man in a dress and a wig and it was just straight goofy so when i saw that I was like, man, you you're not doing anything to help to help the culture. You're just setting us back. So when I found out that, first it was it was too shocking thing to me. Uh, I found out that Black Panther was recorded in Atlanta, and then the, the 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 mystery gasp of the day was that it was it was uh, recorded at Tyler Perry Studio. So when I found that out, I was like, wow, wow, um, yeah. So that was that was pretty uh, revealing right there, but. Yeah man, so I like like I said, I got to the movies, I didn't I didn't know what to expect. I was I figured it would be I figured it would be decent at best, but as as us making a big a big deal out of this, uh, I figured it would be bigger than that because nobody would wanna admit that it was bad. Like it's it's kinda like how y'all do it, like uh like Kendrick Lamar's The Paper Butterfly album and like Scissor, like those aren't good but y'all just hyped it up so much that y'all can't admit that they're bad but um yeah even before of fact let me, let me let me pause myself before i even get into my experience with the theaters. um i was on the internet and i was just looking at all the memes from thursday night because you know thursday was the grand opening of uh the black panther movie so i was seeing just straight uh Straight funniness, just straight memes galore. I seen one where dude uh, dude was at a theater and they were selling plates, like selling like collard greens and chicken and all that. And I was laughing at that. Then I seen another one where it was, uh, what was the other one? Where dudes came dressed as like um, Hakeem and uh, his father, James O. Jones' character, and I'm uh, coming to America. But the funniest one I might have saw was with dude was like we tried to get the two for one special. And he had if you ever seen the movie Little Rascals and you know what I'm talking about, the part where they go to the bank and they are trying to get a loan and they, they covered like they stayed the at shoulders and stuff in stilts, and they try to get a loan to look like an adult. That's what the dude tried to do. And he had like a big trench coat on talking about we tried to get the two for one special. That was, those was like funny. But a lot of the other stuff that I saw was just way over the top and just not needed. Like I saw African drums mm-hmm. I saw people who were having, like, an African drum routine. and I'm just like, really? Then one girl had a shirt that was just straight head-ass, head a straight head-ass moment where it was just like, uh, I'm wearing this black-ass shirt, and I'm going to sit my black ass down in this black-ass movie. And I was just like, come on, man. You, you're doing the most right now. This, this isn't even needed for this. Just come watch the movie. And I just saw a lot of uh, dashikis and... Uh, I don't know, just just a lot. It was just it was a lot to handle if, for a movie. So just going into that, I, that kind of lowered my expectations a bit because I was like, "I right, if people are doing all of this, then I, I honestly don't know what to expect from this." So um, yeah, when the movie the movie started, mind you, it was about thirty previews. I was like, I don't remember there being this many previews for any other movie. And shout out to Bruce Willis for remaking one of my favorite movies. And he's about to destroy it. Because from the previews, it looks trash. If you guys uh, get a chance, check out Death Wish by Charles Bronson. Basically, that movie is about uh, Charles' Charles's character. He's an architect in New York City in like the 70s, late 60s. And while he's at work, his wife and uh, daughter are grocery shopping. And they go back to their apartment. And these guys, these white guys... Uh, like, follow them back, and they break into the apartment, they kill the mom, and they rape the daughter. And from that, the daughter, like, goes senile. So she's, like, put into a mental home. And from that moment, Charles Charles Bronson's character, the father, he decides that he's just going <laughs> to roam New York City late nights, like getting all the dudes out the paint like a vigilante. Biggie had a line on uh uh I think it was kicking the door, he was like uh like a vigilante like Charles Bronson or something like that. Well anyway, yeah, so he just like roaming the streets of New York with this like this pistol and tuck, just shooting dudes on the train, shooting dudes in the parks. Like just straight stopping crime and it's it's really a dope watch. But yeah, from the previews Bruce Willis is not doing my man any justice and I I I was so disappointed when I saw that preview. But yeah, back to the movie. So yeah, the movie starts Oakland and I'm just like, okay, what's going on here? But it's it's nonstop action from that point on. And then like it was well written. It was like well well you could tell like a lot of times you could tell. I don't know it might have been one part that I can't tell if it was it's not written. And by the way, I hope I'm not giving out any spoilers because today is Wednesday. You've had literally six days to see this movie. Like nobody's that busy. So if 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 I'm if I'm giving away spoilers, then you need to turn this podcast off right now, and check back in after you see this. But it was like it was so well written. But the one part that rubbed me the wrong way was uh, Shuri, who uh, was T'Challa's little little sister. She had a line where she says, "Um, what are those?" And I'm just like, "No, no, no." So I figured that it was probably some, probably somebody from the root or, or blavity that was like, yeah, let's include that, or some 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 cornball who who wants to be a part of the culture, like, oh yeah, that that'll kill him, that that line right there'll kill him. That I was like, we didn't even need the word of those, but just seeing like how advanced that 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 dialogue in the movie was, not advanced in the fact that like it was stuff that you had to get a dictionary for it, but just the fact that you could tell it was authentically written for black people by black people you know what i mean and what I the issue i ran into with like a lot of the whole tap community and a lot of the uh the the i'm black i support black things but i support was black but not was black popular like I, that's been the thing that i ran into a lot with a lot of people and the, the one issue i kept seeing with people was like oh, why are y'all so excited about this movie? This movie's not going to change anything. Like, yo, shut the hell up, man. Like, let us have one thing, man. Like, let, let let people be excited about one thing. Like, they're like, oh, y'all saw the movie now. How's your life going to change? Like, it doesn't matter how your life's going to change. Like, y'all, y'all it's, that's, see, I, it goes back to my same narrative that I talked about before. Like, instead of building this up, right, Instead of building this movie up, you got these these people in the community. Like I, I feel like these dudes are agents. Like anybody who didn't support Black Panther, yeah, agent. I don't care. I'm I'm putting that out there. Why would you not support? like the first thing I scream at anytime something happens to us as a community, we don't have enough representation. We get representation. It's not the right representation. Then it's like you can't please black people man black people are not made to be pleased i'm coming to realize that and the fact it was just really disturbing to see that people weren't supporting this movie now me i supported OGP gp just for the fact that it was like his his black film about a black uh character and i want to shout out my, my my man my man my man jordan jr jordan Lansom jr because last Christmas he was black panther No, nah, I said Christmas last Halloween he was black Panther so shout out to him being ahead of the curve and I'm I'm definitely gonna make that the uh this week's artwork for the show but yeah he was ahead of the curve like he knew he knew about the he put me onto the panther and I, I was like oh this is who you want to be he was like yeah and just the fact that he's eight now but last year at the time he was eight and the fact that he took pride in that as an eight-year-old speaks volumes because it's like I don't have because a couple a couple of Halloweens he's been Captain America or uh, who was the other guys Incredible Hulk like just just characters that don't identify with him so for the fact that he wanted to be the Black Panther character spoke volumes so if people can't see that like they like oh why well, then I seen the the one thing that I could I could kind of agree with though was like the people raising money the raising the money well actually I'm I'm lying I, I have mixed feelings on this I should say. I'm here for people raising money to take the kids to see Black Panther because a lot of people are less fortunate than others and can't see that money. I mean, see the movie because they don't have the, the funds or access to, to see the movie. But at the same time, it's like, if we could raise 400000 to get However many amount of kids To see Black Panther Why can't we raise that same money For for, for social things in the hood Why can't we do that For basketball leagues Or, or cheerleading things or, or ballet classes Like we gotta We gotta keep it consistent We can't It can't only be Let's raise when It's entertainment things We gotta think about The little shorties out there Man And that's that's something That bothered me a lot too Shout out to uh, Auntie OG On Twitter we, we talked about that briefly About um The fact that uh The money That money was being raised But again you you gotta you you gotta support you gotta put your money where your mouth is like we can't scream for equality equality not even equality if we we want better we want to be better than, than than the other race groups we have to support our own like they support their own, which is why they're in the positions that they're in so the fact that I saw I saw people out there blatantly just boycotting Black Panther for no other reason just because it was black and people were excited about it was just was was dumb to me like. This is like this is this is where we at as a people, like. But yeah, the fact that it was authentically written and all of that, and th- it was shot very well too, and the one thing that I found, uh, my issue with a lot of uh comic comic uh book characters, I guess I would say, is superheroes is you get bored after a while while you're in the theater, like you you sitting on you sitting on a chair that may not be comfortable. Shout out shout to the IMAX, I was in had some good seats. Um. You may not be comfortable. You might have ate too many nachos. The cheese might may have your stomach bubbly. You might you know what I mean? Be tired. You might want to use the bathroom. And but you, you you you're not fully invested. From the moment I sat down in Black Panther, I was invested, and it just felt like a ride. But with any great thing, of course, there's backlash, and the the backlash that came from uh Black Panther was you know. You you gotta get think pieces, you know. You gotta get think pieces, and shout out to my man Michael B. Jordan. It's it's so funny. Like this goes back to my theme, man. I I honestly believe black people don't support anything, man. It's like you would think, you would think that Michael B. Jordan just appeared last week. Like this man has been acting for I don't know how. He was in the movie Hardball. Like he was Wallace on the Wire. He was in fruitville station he was what you call it apollo creed's son and it's like people are just now waking up to realize that he's a good actor like come on give me a break but yeah he was a standout character for me in the movie his name was eric killmonger in black panther and he was he was he was real radical with his views like and of course the think pieces were calling him toxic he was what's wrong with black men and I'm like, give me a break. He's not he's was right with black men. We need more Killmongers in our community and less Tishalas. Like Killmonger wanted to arm us up, take back what was ours, and, and and bring bring peace. Like I love the fact that they kinda played on like the whole Black Panther party theme in the movie too, because it was like more militant. Like he was a militant guy. You know what I mean? Like no nonsense. The part where he walks into the uh the Wakanda the Wakanda office and uh he says to Angela Bass's character, "Hey, Auntie," is like one of the funniest things I've ever seen in some time. And shout out to uh, shout out to Shiri also calling uh a, a white man a colonizer. Like I'm definitely using that all the time. I mean, I've known about colonialism for a long time, but I'm just saying, like, just calling somebody a colonizer now—that's that's dope. So I'm, I'm gonna start running with that. But yeah, his character was real real militant and I I loved it like because it's like we need more of that it's too much T'Challa's in our community too much people who just get theirs and and don't worry about and that's when Nakia tashallas, uh lady ex-lady was telling him like yo there's people out here who could use the resources that Wakanda has to offer and you're out here you're out here neglecting that and I just love the fact that Killmonger didn't care he was just out out to just bring justice to the world. Now granted he went about it the wrong way. You can't be out here just choke slamming women and burning up uh burning up the leaves to save to save y'all, but I just loved his character and I'm hoping that he's not dead because there's so much more of his story that needs to be touched on. Like who was his mother? Like why was his mother never shown? Like how how did he behave in his time at MIT? How was he at uh in the military? Like they, they they touch on these topics that he, he went to he went to these elite schools. He was uh a marksman and all of that. But I w I wanna see that. So I'm hoping we might get a killmonger spin off. And shout out to uh Clause too. Claus was a yo, I, I I I would really sit here and talk about this all day, but I'm gonna I'm gonna save this for for when uh I I get the a chance to go back and forth with Bridget. But like this movie just has so many it's a it's a it's a dialogue piece, honestly. Like you could really have a, a great a great uh back and forth with somebody about this just picking apart the movie like i'm not gonna hold y'all i've seen it twice <laughs> i saw it uh friday and then i saw it again on sunday and i'm i'm definitely gonna see it again this sunday or this 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 friday with the little homie so um it's a dope movie man it's real dope man like i advise you guys that like stop stop this whole i'm not my grandparents t-shirt thing and go support real causes man like support this like Y'all got to understand this is going to be a chain effect Now granted, we're we going to get Tyrese And we're going to get my man who, who, Who's another? What's, Boris Kojo We're going to get a lot of that in the future Because Hollywood execs are going to say Oh, these black movies make money Let's go get some more of these Negroes and all of that But from that same vein In that same vein, we will get more unknown black producers Unknown black directors Unknown black creatives Who will bring stuff to the table Versus us just not supporting it. And we just keep getting these same Negro spiritual movies and same BT Holiday Heart joints. Like, y'all not tired of Holiday Heart? Y'all not tired of Holiday Heart? Y'all gotta be tired of Holiday Heart by now. Like, these same gay and single mother narrative that we've been getting. Like, it's, it's time. Like, let's change the table. Like, let's change. Let's change. We have the power to change. Like, and just it all just starts by supporting something as small as this. Like... The, mon- the the power is in the economics, man. It's it's all in the economics. And the, the sooner we realize that, the, the greater the people will be, man. But, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. The soundtrack, however, was not good. And I just think it's time. I think it's time for Kendrick just to go into hiding, man. Because I, I could tell he's kind of in the same vein as J. Cole right now. When I say that, I mean, like, he doesn't care about... The popular opinion of him like what the perception is like he's just doing him and i i love that like be free with yourself be free to do what you want be free to be who you want to be but at the same time the music just isn't resonating man like i i enjoy damn to an extent but that's not something that i will play over and over i have to be in the mood to hit like i can't just get in the car and i hear i want to hear lust or i want to hear you know what i mean make it look bad I don't want to hear that like I don't I don't like I gotta be in the mood and and honestly this black panther soundtrack should have been given to, to somebody else because it was just like he had a song on there where he was just like making African sounds and I was just like granted this is a movie about a place a fictional place called Wakanda in Africa but still bro like come on I will say this though that song he has with scissor all the stars or whatever it's called Scott, stars in the sky that is a banger I love that song but as a whole like they should have spread this out throughout the community there's so many other creatives out there that could have touched on this project and made it 15 sounds better but yeah I'm not going to dwell too much on that so Monday was uh, President's Day and of course in any true fashion if you've been on social media head uh, you know that any holiday on uh or twitter is just straight mayhem man and it was just a lot man and the big thing was uh black china black china's uh leaked sex tape and i ain't gonna lie to y'all man that was some of the worst neck i've ever seen in my life <laughs> and the crazy part is like you would think because she's a stripper. Not saying that all strippers have to give a good... You know what I mean? I'm just saying you would... not. The vein I'm going with this statement is not going to like be as crazy as I'm making it sound. But so you would just think that a woman who who, who strips for a living would be sexually, you know, free and just straight straight crazy with it. She was giving that, you know, like, I don't really want to do this, but I'm going to do it because you probably bought me a bag type neck. And I was just like, is this, is this what... My man Rob was about to kill himself over Yo, shout out to Rob Kardashian, man. Like, if you was about to kill yourself over some neck like that, bro. <sighs> and you got bread. You got paper. And you about to kill yourself over this person who was yelling at you on the phone. And, yeah, that was just some of the worst neck I've ever seen. But, of course, in any true pick-me fashion, it just went left from there. Because you had all the women who would just took them all over how how great their neck was and then you had dude say like uh if I was you I'd be quiet. And I was just it was just straight made him man. But the reason why I brought up black china is because I, I'm just like how do your sex tapes keep getting leaked? I want to meet the person who's behind the uh the black China sex tape leak scandal. I mean her homegirl, what was it? Who, who was it? Cardi B homegirl who said she leaked the tape. But I was like how do how do these tapes keep getting into the hands of men? That's a, that's a question that I need answered. Cuz at some point you have to take responsibility for your actions because you can't just keep you can't have a sex tape release every year. Like you can't have a sex tape drop wasn't it just last year she had the whole white pure white suit on with the white lawyer and she's trying to trying to get Rob out the paint because Rob was allegedly leaked the last sex tape but this is like this can't happen every year, China. This can't happen every year and it, it, you're not knowing what's going on. And first of all, I want to I want to I want to know this, man. Why does everybody need to make a video all the time like like a lot of you like I don't get it, man. Like I I I I do enjoy sex, but I don't want to record myself. I don't want to see myself like that's something between you and your, your partner that y'all doing. Focus on that. Focus. That's probably why why it was so trash cuz she knew she was getting recorded and she was just like, you know, I can't focus while this cameras on me because it's like, y'all just need to stop recording yourself. And then if you're going to record yourself, why not keep the, keep it in your possession? Like if it, if it's yours, it's yours. Don't, don't pass it out to anybody. Like if a person can't keep a secret, what makes you think they're going to keep a, 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 a video of you doing something crazy and you're uh, a public figure? You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Use your brain, man. And I just feel bad for her kids. Cause it's like, imagine you were a little shorty, right? And I'm not sure y'all, are, well, I'm a little older, so I remember, like, when we, my school first got computers in, like, elementary school, we didn't really have, we had, we had, yeah, it wasn't no internet back then, so I can't really use that. I'm trying to think, like, I don't know, but, like, we would go to the computer, we would go to the library and get on the computers or whatever, and just playing the games and stuff it would just be dope, but now kids are so smart, like, they're so technologically advanced that a kid could get a computer and... He could hit Google and just type type the name in. So imagine being one of China's kids and you at school, everybody Googling it up, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you see your mom on there giving neck some terrible neck too, and then you you're just a kid and you you embarrassed. Like as a as a parent, your job is to protect and to provide, and I just don't understand. I'm again, I'm not judging china because i don't know her circumstance but i'm just saying from the outside looking in it looks crazy to me that you out here you out here giving neck knowing that these videos could possibly be seen by your kids at some point her son is i'm i think her son is what like four now like three or four so if he's at that age he'll be starting kindergarten soon and these kids have cell phones when they're five now so all it takes is one kid to hit that google chrome app and be like, hey, isn't your name, your mommy's name, Black China? And then, you know what I mean? You out here looking crazy, man. Like, black women, I just want y'all to hold yourself to a higher standard because it's like, these dudes out here is is, is trash, man. Like, I'm not saying all men is trash, but I'm saying a lot of dudes are trash. And what Nas said, Nas said a long time ago, like, uh, brothers got game. They be trying to live. Like, these that I'm pretty sure Cardi B. Best Friend and that dude was in C- cahoots together. And he probably was like, oh, we're going to get some bread off this. I'll break you off fast. i I hit China. Da-da-da. Just be smarter, man. And don't be out here just, you know what I mean, looking crazy. But, yeah, that's all I really wanted to talk about today, man. Like, I just wanted wanted to end the the broken ashy on a good note, man. Like, I want to thank everybody who's ever taken a moment, a second, a day to listen. Hit me up. Click, retweet, share it, feedback. Because I don't understand, man. This is, like, this is really, like. It takes a lot of courage to do this because at the same time it's like you 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 you're opening yourself up to the world to like critique you, and it's like anything could happen. Anything could happen. Like you could sound terrible. You could be ashy as possible, and you know. But it's been a great journey. And like I said, I don't I don't know if this will be forever. The broken ashy. You might you might open up your iTunes or your SoundCloud one day and just see episode 16, broken ashy returns or something like. Take off the blazer, loosen up the tie. You know what I mean. One of those situations, but for right now, I gotta just put it on pause. And we gonna we gonna bring that new out of control episode to y'all real soon. Shout out to uh, shout out to everybody who's been a guest on the Broken Ashy Podcast. Shout out to everybody, you know, that was just showing love for these this this fifteen this fifteen episode uh journey, man. And again, y'all know, y'all know. We going I'm gonna bring that heat in the future. I'm gonna bring that fire. I always try to bring y'all. Keep y'all entertained, keep y'all laughing. But as usual, uh rate and subscribe. Well, you don't rate and subscribe the new joint. We're gonna try to hit y'all with like two or three at one time. That way we can hit make that uh that uh iTunes top five. And yeah, man, uh every 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 social media platform, j.o. smith as usual. Um, yeah, man, I'm out, man. Thanks, everybody, for listening, man. I'm about to do do like Martin and write that bum-ass one love on the wall right now. One love right now for y'all. So, yeah, I'm out, man. Thank you, y'all.